Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and Christy is with me. Hi, Mark. It's wonderful to be with you, and it's great to be with our mentors again. Today, we are going to get to talk about trust, and specifically about restoring trust. We know that trust is really a critical and essential component to having healthy relationships. In relationships, trust helps us to feel safe and accepted. It invites us to be open and vulnerable. And it really helps set us up to have the support that we need to be up to the intentions that we want. And it really fosters connection with others. And we know that we're human beings. And at times in relationships, we're going to get things wrong. As mentors, we know there'll be times where we may say the wrong thing or do something even in our own relationship with our mentees and perhaps break some trust. And so whether it's intentional or unintentional, we likely have an opportunity for us to restore trust in any relationship. One of the things, Mark, as you're talking about this that occurs to me is that when when we're, there isn't trust, I'm thinking about for our young people, when I am unable to trust, oftentimes I don't have a sense of the ground beneath me. I don't have a sense of a place of belonging, a place to land, a place to get still. And that when trust is present in a relationship, it really offers me a place where it feels like a soft landing, a place where I can return when I'm uncertain or anxious or... Um, I don't feel like I have enough strength to draw on from myself to keep going, that I can look at those places where I feel trust and have that soft landing, be nourished, be re-energized, be refocused. And as you said, there's going to be times when we mess that up intentionally and unintentionally. And if we just think about our own lives, when trust has been broken between us and someone else, we can likely name some times where Someone acted harshly or reacted in a certain way that broke that trust. And maybe they acted that way intentionally. And maybe someone said something that they had no idea was going to impact us the way that it did. And it broke our trust, the unintentional ways that we're doing it. And it, it's really important with our young people to think about this, of all the ways that we might be breaking trust or impacting trust as mentors. Or honestly, to also look at the ways that our young people are breaking our trust that may be unintentional. There just isn't the skill to show up in a way that honors myself yet completely. And that I'm, I'm as a young person, might be seven-eighths of the way full of life, of, of overwhelm, of all the things that's going on in my family of origin or with school or stress or worry about the future that I react in ways that might be breaking the trust with my mentor. So how can we work with this in our mentoring relationship to help develop that competency in our young people on how to restore trust once it's been broken? And first of all, we have to be willing to have some really honest, direct, candid conversations when trust is broken, not necessarily from a place of anger and reactivity, but in a place where we can name hey, I want to let you know when this happened or when you said this or when you didn't do the thing you said you would do, the impact it had on me 
is that I felt let down. I felt disappointed. And the impact that had on our relationship is trust got broken. Could we talk about how to repair that? And to do that, we have to have done some of our own inner work first uh, as mentors. And our young people will have some inner work that they'll need to develop. That's what we mean by developing this competency is what's the inner work that that gives us the strength and the insight, the awareness that there are actions we need to take to restore trust when it's been broken. Yeah, I think it's so important that we really are doing some introspective dives to really get a sense of, am I in a place and a space to truly try to repair the trust that has been impacted here? And so this really requires us to, again, really settle and acknowledge if we're the ones who broke or broke the relationship or impacted the relationship with someone else to really acknowledge and own what we did or didn't do and really get a sense like, do we really own that? Because there are times that we'll break trust in a relationship and we may not be ready to really accept and own that. And so this kind of brings us to a framework that we've introduced in the past. In fact, there's a whole nother podcast uh, on the empowerment dynamic. We'll talk about how this framework really can help us to get a sense of, am I in a place to really move forward and take actions to repair trust? And Mark, when you're talking about this inner work, to be able to move into this framework that, that we're going to introduce here, that inner work, that development is really of our internal witness. Can I start to observe without judgment of myself or others, can I start to observe what's happening here and develop that inner witness, that inner observer to notice what's occurring so that I don't have to shy away from it, turn away from it, ignore it, pretend it didn't happen, um, and that I can bring it in. And once I've um, been able to observe that that's happened, that's the inner work we're talking about, that development of that witness, that observer to own what's, what's here, without judgment of self or others so that we can enter into this framework. Yeah, absolutely. So again, this, this framework, the empowerment dynamic is uh, it's simple and, and very profound at the same time too. Um, and not always easy to get ourselves where we want to be when it comes to this framework. So if you imagine listening to this podcast mentors that there's a line and we have space below this line and we have space above the line. And so if we think about being below the line, this is where we oftentimes feel powerless in our situation or in a relationship. When we're below the line, we're less likely to take responsibility and really see our contribution, our ownership and what's occurring around us and within us. We may also try to control others. Uh, we may put a lot of blame on others. We may criticize them, but we, we may persecute and make them out to be the wrong one. And in essence, then we're the victim. And so if we think about, you know, in, in a relationship and where trust has been broken, if we're below the line, we may just say, you know what, it's really their fault. Um, the reasons that things occurred the way they occurred. Maybe I said things or did things or didn't do things, but they were the, they were the problem. They were the one that, that had me show up like that. Uh, they caused me to respond in these harmful ways, whether they were intentional or unintentional. 
there's a lot of reactivity below the line in my way of responding to the hurt or the harm or the broken trust. It's this really reactive, uh, as you're talking about this, Mark, I could feel it in my body. It's this real reactive, like you're to blame, not me. Um, and it can, that reactivity can have me start to be aggressive or it could maybe have me start to withdraw and to um, not take action about what's important to me. So it's a highly reactive um, place that it's, it feels like that you're describing below the line. So we may notice that we're, we're below the line and then we think about above the line. When we're here, we have clarity of what it is that we want. We, we see a vision for ourselves. We have a desired outcome that we're wanting to achieve or work toward. We tend to focus on what's within our own control. What are the steps and the actions and the things that I can actually influence in my life? And we really own and take responsibility for those steps to create that desired outcome or meet that outcome. So we know that we're the ones that are responsible for initiating action here. And when we think about, again, a relationship where trust has been broken, we can sit, settle and really recognize the harm that we, we created by our actions or inactions. And then we're committed to taking actions to repair the damage. And really that's regardless or despite what the other person is wanting to do. We're saying from here, I'm gonna take responsibility over this relationship and own up to how I've been showing up or not showing up and really commit to bring forward change in this relationship from my end. This place above the line that you're describing feels like a place of a lot of openness, receptivity to input and feedback, and a lot of creativity about how I would move forward once I have gained the insight, the awareness, the understanding of what might be occurring and what my part of it is. So this place above the line feels full of openness, receptivity, creativity, and a willingness to initiate action to, um, to get traction on what's important to me in my life. Absolutely. Including taking traction for this relationship and that it's important to me to restore trust and not just be like, you know, forget that because they hurt me that has me see the value and that I can have influence here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that hits a point that I had thought to share a little bit earlier around, again, the value and the importance of surrounding ourselves with strong support systems and having these relationships. And mm. we maybe can be so quick to say, Oh, I don't really need to repair that relationship and I'll be fine without it. Uh, but we really don't stop to think and recognize how much the support around us enables us, supports us to be our best selves. Um, so we can be quick to say, I'll find somebody else. So I'll engage in another relationship. And, um, and again, especially for our young people who maybe haven't had a history of had a, having strong supportive relationships, how can we help them to see the value of really restoring relationships to be of support? And as you're talking about that, Mark, what, what also, um, I'm considering is what has us not take the steps to initiate restoring trust when we've broken it is oftentimes the feelings of shame and guilt. And so how can we as mentors create fertile soil that our youth can come to us regardless of, of what has occurred 
and not be met with judgment and criticism, but they get to actually practice being met with kindness and compassion where shame and guilt aren't running their lives and have them running and avoiding and denying what is important to them. But it also becomes a great place where we get to practice and model that ourselves. How do we rise above our own shame to take action and model the vulnerability that's required? I've had to do this with my mentee over the years. There's been times where I've said something unintentional that's caused her harm and hurt her. And I felt her pull away or I felt her reaction. And to pause and say, hey, you know, I can sense that something's occurring here. Can you tell me what's happening between us right now? And to give her room to express and then to own, yeah, I said that thing. Maybe that wasn't my intention, but I did say it. And then to move into the restore trust process with her to model and demonstrate that. And man, Mark, I can tell you, it's taken a whole lot of courage for me to enter that every time um, and to see my part in it. I love that. So as mentors, it's a reminder that in order for us to support somebody else in their stuff and help them to see that they can shift above the line, we ourselves also have to be at a place of openness and above the line as well. So in this upcoming workshop, we're going to talk about what this framework is for restoring trust and through conversation and how to model that. And it will be a framework that will be shared at the workshop. So if you're listening before that, you can also request a copy from your program coordinator if you feel ready to dive in. Or if uh, you're listening to this podcast at another point in time, please reach out to your uh, program coordinator who can share the trust, the uh, restoring trust process. Yeah, and so it's a powerful process. You'll recognize some similarities to the forgiveness process that we introduced you all to at the intensive retreat. And again, though, before we step into that process, we really got to do a lot of inner work. And so as mentors, can we hold and support our youth to really process the emotions, the thoughts, the body sensations, and trust yourself that you can hold them in all of that. And of course, we're here to support you as well. So as always, we want to call our mentors and our youth and our community here at New Pathways into action in an action that is a collective impact that we're having in the world. And this month, we want to invite you to reflect on what trust means to you. And where is there an opportunity that you may need to restore trust? So similar to forgiveness, where we may need to give forgiveness, is there a place where I've impacted trust in a relationship that we're still in relationship? It's not quite forgiveness, but there's a knowing that I have caused some damage to the trust between us. So reflect on that. What does trust mean to you? And where are the opportunities in your own life that there may be trust to restore? We also ask that you commit to be of support to your youth in restoring trust in relationships in their own lives, really helping them to see, supporting them to see the importance of strong support systems. And again, helping them to see that there's a lot of inner work that needs to get done before we actually take those actions to restore trust with another human being. And the power that we start to know in ourselves when we do. Not the power over, like the power in the way of controlling, but the power of I can have, um, I can set intentions, aims, purpose in my life and take take action toward them that builds, builds traction in my life. So what are the, the ways that I can commit to restoring trust and be a person um, that can witness that 
and have the hero show up and move toward vulnerably what it is I want in my life. And then of course, we invite you to connect with your program coordinator during your upcoming support call and discuss what it is that you're taking away from this podcast and what might be some of the ways that you'll be able to support your mentee as they dive into this content as well too. So with that, we wanna thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.